just wanna be free when my people to prosper and hold it down. Don't you sit and wait, contemplating on a revolution. Another episode of the Things I Wish I Knew About Money podcast. I'm your host, Camille Smith, and today we have a lovely guest, Ryan O'Neill Knight. Welcome, welcome, sir, to episode 112 or 112th episode. big things big things whoa yes 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 ryan how's it going today i see that you have you know one of the representing one of your companies and all that good stuff depending we'll go back and forth we'll be like (laughs) it's all good gotta queue it up but things are blessed man you know i feel the holidays got to reboot filter out a lot of things that don't give me energy and now mm-hmm. focus on the things that do. So that's why I'm glad to be here because I'm a fan yeah. of the podcast. So I'd love the support. I appreciate that. And you know, I I I remember being on um with you and Dr. Vibes the other day, and yes, yes. it was I try to tune in as much as possible. You know, I try to do a little sneak sneak, <laughs> but um it was actually a great discussion yesterday. Uh, so I appreciate mm-hmm. that. And it's funny because even though we know each other virtually, virtually, mm-hmm. I feel like we've only seen each other in person in like the recent, like last two years, <laughs> right, <laughs> which <right>. is wild. Because <laughs> we've known of each other for like four years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just crazy. I just like how yeah. we're able to connect with with other people like Christopher Lawrence, Derek, and and Doctor Vibe, and all that good stuff. So Absolutely. it's it's great that even though you used to you know be in the the deep deep west, whatever like, it was, uh, Doctor Vibe say across the border. Exactly, it feels like border. that. <laughs> it literally feels like that. But I'm I'm honored for you to be here and all that good stuff. You know, I appreciate that. Yeah, and, pleasure. And I, I know most people know who you are, I feel. Most, I don't think. <laughs> You're I think a celebrity. 0.0001% of the world. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know how many things you do? You actually, like, the best thing about you is that you actually try to connect, like, small businesses and or even mid-sized business and try to, like, yes. help them you know, become scale up and all that good stuff. And I, yes, when it comes to that, I always want to feature uh, individuals like that. So thank you. And I just want you to, you know, let's tell the folks what you do. Cause I know you have like, you're, you're a jack of all trades. You, you have many things under your sleeve. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting cause we're actually, I'm trying to now really hone in on what I'm good at. So mm-hmm. Full history back in 2009, you know, I was laid off from my job, actually. It was two years before I was supposed to get married. So quite gut-wrenching time. And it was that 
kind of back of my mind, my dad always said, if you want to control your own destiny, if you want mm-hmm. to become rich, you should start your own business. He also said I should go into politics, but it's been way back. In, that's not even like close, right? <laughs> so the entrepreneurship thing, I was like, okay, you know, let me see. This is a good time. I went back to school with the support of my wife, you know, because new family starting. So got to finish the diploma at Sheridan College, which took me 10 years to finish a three-year diploma. Whoa. That's a conversation <laughs> for the next day. But um, while in school, I was mm. able to talk to my brother. He loved cleaning cars. I said, hey, I'm studying business. I'm learning accounting. Let me do like the marketing side of it. Yeah. And ACB, uh, Detailing Nights was born. Nice. And so as I was at school, I mm-hmm. also did college pro painters. So I don't know if those know about college pro. They oh, okay. teach university and college students how to start their own painting companies so I said you know if somebody had introduced entrepreneurship to me when I was in high school I feel a lot of the derails that or bumps in the road that I hit might have been avoided because I would have been engaged and focused on something so we brought that youth entrepreneurship training into detailing nights and that's really uh what I get most joy out of, I mean, mm-hmm. cleaning cars is cleaning cars, but being able to teach entrepreneurship, especially to those that don't realize they have the potential to start a business really brings me the energy. That is very true. Cause I think I know a couple of people that are part of it and they're like, Oh my God, Ryan's amazing. And right. all, like he's <laughs> hooking up my youth stem. And yes, yes. it not only does it, give them the opportunity to be their own boss or like learn the the guidelines of a business but it also keeps them out of trouble as well right engagement that's where if you have something to do it's Mm -hmm. difficult to get in trouble I know I got in trouble when I had a lot of free time but when at the days I had to go to work with my dad yeah no time to get in trouble because you're waking up at five o'clock in the morning, going to work at six. By the time you get home, you're tired. So you go back and it's just a cycle. You're just busy. So that type of work ethic is what I feel we can introduce with Detailing Nights because the parents are called. I remember in Brampton driving on the 410, stuck in traffic. You get a call from a friend who has a son and you can hear like the pain in her voice about how much potential she knows her son has. Mm. Mm-hmm. making like $200 a month part-time yeah said, hey plug into our program by the time he graduated he was making $500 a week and gotcha. these are things that he had innately the potential in him to do yeah he needed a, a vehicle he just needed somebody to say hey here's a option but a lot of times school is the only option that we're giving our kids and if they don't excel at it they feel like they're failures and I was a student that initially excelled and then was expelled to towards the end of it so it started out great well yeah so far far back it's like it didn't start out (laughs) super great but it was getting in trouble high school I feel like I thought I got a hang of it and then you know it derails at the end when you get introduced to girls and you get a car so the loss of focus especially the car (laughs) (laughs) that's what I'm saying it's like yo when you're mobile Oh, my mom told me recently is like she used to not sleep when I used to be out on the road all ages jams so (laughs) now I know being a parent now 
I know that feeling of when you don't know where your child is. Any call can come, but when you see them and you know where they are, you feel a lot better. Like, big time, big time. That, that's true. Yes. Oh man, those all ages. <laughs> <laughs> the basement jazz, how you mean? Oh, Lee. <laughs> oh, my dad doesn't watch this. <laughs> But um, yeah, and, and it's great because they, you, especially with the moms, like being sad about the potential that their sons have, and that could be even a different discussion with like the education system, mm-hmm. but like, ha, and, and big up your wife for being able to, you know, hold it down and stuff. That, big that's a, yeah. a big thing with like partnership and, and marriage and stuff and being able to see a vision that you have and it's like the same thing you you have a vision with the youths and I also know that you have a vision with like adults and how did like ACBN start and all that good stuff yeah because you know as students were graduating detailing nights mm-hmm. there was no real black focused business organizations for them to plug into to keep the journey going but really it was for myself as I was looking to expand I wanted to franchise and expand it across Canada into the U.S. And there were no Black-focused business organizations to go to, again, that had mm. the mandate to scale up companies. And I mean, I remember going to the Jamaican consulate and be like, hey, you know, my parents are Jamaican. I got Jamaican blood. I have this business. I want to expand to Jamaica. Yes. Can you help me? Mm. They just look at it like, that's not what we do here. So where do you go? So that's where, and another thing that also happened is I'd been running DK for a while. Yeah. And you know, it has its ups and then it hit its down to when I was rebuilding it and mm-hmm. coming out of a bankruptcy, realizing that I wanted to build it with a proper foundation. And because okay. I couldn't find that organization to build or help me build a proper foundation, I said, let me see if we can build it ourselves. We brought six other entrepreneurs together. We said, hey, can we create this entity that would sit down with an entrepreneur, figure out what stage they're in, and then help them create a strategy to grow? I mean, thus, hey, ACBN (laughs) was born. So the Afro-Caribbean Business Network, we're five years old, actually. We celebrated our anniversary last month. But shifting from just info sessions and networking events the actual capacity building we yeah. realized that we would introduce opportunities to business owners and a lot of them weren't at a certain baseline to be able to take advantage of those opportunities so we said instead of just presenting like hey when covid hit everybody was trying to understand the initiatives that are coming out of the federal government ah. sometimes you have to be uh, incorporated sometimes you have to have payroll sometimes you just have to have your taxes done and financial statements foundational stuff like things that are core to operating a business but need guidance because I know I went through the trial and error of trying to figure it out myself Mm -hmm. but now that I know better being able to share and resources that I find I can share and really share notes that's a big thing that I noticed we don't do in the community is hey if somebody got money from a thing show me how you got it so I think that's now starting to and people see like yo there's so much money flowing around us you literally can't dilute the pot like the market is so big Mm -hmm. if we share we can amplify the empowerment of our community a lot faster exactly because we can be a model of that 
I, I hear when you say that because I always think that, especially like with any business, like we all can eat. <laughs> like 100% and eat globally. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, like, why are we even thinking that we're locked into Canada? Mm-hmm. The world is literally linked. You can text across the world, you can face Zoom across the world. We are, we can connect to anywhere that we want if we have intention to. So really unlocking our own barriers that we put in our mind to say, oh, I can only uh, sell my stuff in Toronto when people around the world want your stuff, probably more so than the people. That's what I learned is we were looking at expanding into South Africa and we spoke with an organization there and they they, they were more excited than any organization I have encountered in Canada ever. They're like, this is great. We already have something similar where they actually give cell phones, like smartphones to students that have entrepreneurship programs in it. Uh I was like, like, I'm learning from what they're doing. So what have I been doing sleeping on talking to people around the world to learn how to be better? There's so many different perspectives out there that Mm -hmm. if you lock yourself in, and that's another thing with our youth, a lot of times they're locked into their block. Like forget Canada, they don't even... Uh, explore Toronto they're just locked into their block so Mm -hmm. really showing them the potential of what's possible when there's like so many places like Windsor or well I don't know about Barrie but (laughs) but but you could expand it right yeah one of my mentors he talks about like nuclear power plants it's like going to see these big uh corporate or not even corporate it's like big operational entities like things that are bigger than a single person so that it will open your mind like yo how does this place run Mm -hmm. and that right now up in um bruce county that nuclear power plant is like the biggest construction project happening in canada why aren't we taking our youth up there to see where money is like we have to expand that's a question I have to ask. Like, as a parent, would you, because um, you know, typical Jamaican or typical, also typical Caribbean family. Okay. You have to be a, a lawyer, accountant, right. a doctor. <laughs> but then it's like, you guys realize that there's like other paths, like a technician or that, that make money as well. Mm-hmm. And we, so recently we did um, a black labor market assessment to kind of mm-hmm. see the journey of entrepreneurs, who they're hiring, what gaps they have, and what industries we're in. Yes. And to tell you that we are concentrated in four industries out of 40, 42. Yeah, out of 42 industries, we're concentrated in four professional services. So, you know, lawyers, accountants, con- uh, consultants, uh, IT. Uh, food and mm-hmm. what was the last one, uh, arts, arts, arts. And yes, yes, yes. But so four out of forty-two. So now there's thirty-eight other industries that we're not even players looking in. at. Zero percent mm-hmm. mining, uh, aerospace, biotechnology, all these things that construction trades. We definitely need to increase because there's such a big gap in it. Yes, a lot of money can be made in it yet we're not even in the conversation. So that's where, like you said, just introducing people to options. It's like, 
hey, here are the 42 industries. Let, what is like, that's why I try to figure out what is school doing? Like, they know, they know what industries make our world run. Students uh, from grade zero to grade 12 should mm-hmm. be introduced to every aspect of life. That's so What true. does it take to buy a car? What taxes are you going to be paying? How to buy a house? Because Lord, the house buying journey, <laughs> I thought that was supposed to be a, a glorious, joyful experience where you're like, you go house hunting. And you're like, <laughs> let's, let's go see another house today, honey. Yeah. That's real. That, listen, <laughs> it is a grind. And again, I know the housing market went insane. But as I talk to others and their house buying journeys, whether yeah. it was in the 2000s or the 90s or the 80s, everybody mm. has their own horror story. There was never a beautiful uh, house buying time. roses. Yeah, like, <laughs> who's telling the story? Like, they tell you, oh, you got to get into real estate, but it's a grind. But then once you get in, now you can kind of learn from that and grow. And you but just that calm is- and kick back. Yeah, man, it's a complete... Because it's like in business, there's always another level. So yes. when you go to another level, let's say home ownership, you're a baby again. You have to learn and be humble. You don't know everything. Yes. So definitely start to learn. And yeah. That's, you know, it's funny you say that because obviously a home ownership is the same as like a business or even parenting. Because I can only imagine. I'm, I can only imagine, <laughs> but as like a business, do you think there's, um, cause I'm, I'm glad you're teaching the youth because I feel like the middle age and older folks, do you think that they, what kind of obstacles or, uh, mm-hmm. troubles did they have when it came to, to starting a business that you found? Yeah. It, a lot of times money is obviously a big one because even for myself your vision doesn't match your bank account so you're always trying to capture and like you know execute this big vision and you literally are struggling to pay your bills so there's no money there to like for buffer so mm-hmm. getting comfortable with um, understanding how to leverage capital a lot of times in our community we use our savings max out our credit cards even take second mortgages on homes to start this business and run it. Whereas again, I have friends in other cultures, they mm-hmm. will have a business idea, yeah. do a brief business plan, go to the bank, listen, this is what I'm doing, get money for it, Yes. run it, that didn't work, next one. I was like, whoa, whoa, what do you mean just <laughs> next one? Like, like the, they're, they're on offense. Yeah. We're, defense, defense. We're always, mm. because now that we've maxed out our savings we've maxed out our credit cards mm-hmm. this has to work there's no there's no second chance because there's no money in reserve so when uh. we talk about capital and acbn we started a microloan program so i'm always educating when i hear ah oh, you know i don't like loans i don't want debt i was like just hear me out yeah if you have two options you need to buy a five thousand dollar piece of equipment Mm-hmm. If you go into your savings now, if that equipment doesn't bring in the sales that you need to hit, now you don't have any reserve. Your business might go under. But if you took out a $5,000 loan and then you got that equipment and it increased your sales, the portion that your sales increased will pay off the loan. 
you literally just got free money. And if it doesn't bring in sales right away, yes. you still have savings that you can pull from to kind of keep it afloat. So you give yourself buffer. Yeah. And this is where the shift from being on defense to offense is a really big leap because it's understanding risk tolerance. And it's like, if you create a plan for the money, mm -hmm. then you're going to be in better position than if you're using the money to pay previous debts. Because a lot Ish. of times what we do, we get the next loan to try and dig ourselves out of the hole. Mm. But everything has to be perfect. There's no right. room for error Mistakes. and nobody can live like that nobody can run their business perfect and again you might get a couple unicorns that say hey we bootstrapped and everything line aligned and the timing was perfect yeah and they grew their companies but that's so few and far between we can't rely on those types of stories to run our businesses as a community you're right because uh, i'm not gonna lie i think i was one of those people <laughs> my parents were saying that too it's like y'all you don't need debt and this and like totally risk averse to loans <laughs> so it's, it's not even our fault it's like this is how yeah. we're indoctrinated to money in school when did they ever bring up how to utilize a loan to execute anything that conversation yeah. never happened the only time is when they took like a one-on-one accounting course and they talked about debt being on liabilities, like your liability ledger. Exactly. But they talk about how to function with mm -hmm. money. That to me. And leveraging. Be, yeah, absolutely. One -on -one. And that, but it, you know, it's a joke is because I always like, I don't want a loan. I want a grant because the grant is like right. practically free money too but at the same time like as an accountant we we know that if you take out a loan and use have interest it is tax deductible right so that's a good thing to know it's yes. just i think when we hear a loan or debt we're like oh mm -mm, i don't want to i don't want to pay this yes. <laughs> this is that um this so is, like churches <laughs> even set us up to not view debt as it's such an unclean thing yeah. so when you're thinking about your business you're like okay yeah let me go grant side instead of loans but this is where because hey i am a fan of grants as much as anyone i always say like i'm not an academic grant writer but i do consider myself a grant hunter because <laughs> any money that's out there that's free and i don't have to repay let's get it right but the timelines for grants are not functional for business because you're waiting four to six months for this grant application to go through before you even see the money. Now you have to be operating your business in that time. So rather than waiting six months, you could get a loan in three to six, three to six weeks, execute what you need to do. Hey, if a grant comes in, bonus. And boom. Now you're able to just amplify it. But relying on grants is difficult. And I hear that almost every day. It's like, no, I don't want loans, I'd rather a grant. I was like, that's fine, but the process, the, the road and cons. Yeah. Darn, because I didn't think, I'm trying to think if I've gotten a grant as of late, because I was always thinking, I'm like, no, I'm going to have time to write these things at all. Because, yes. <laughs> and then, like we were saying before, like, if you don't put in the work to get those things, you're not going to see the effort. And I was like, okay, that's true. But to the fact that it's like four to six months to, to 
And I was looking at one because we do um, a grant info session every yes. other Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So last Wednesday on January 11th, we were looking at one of the Ontario Trillium Foundation's grants. So the Youth Opportunities Fund, that's one that Detailing Nights has gotten before. Yeah. It said they're accepting expressions of interest in August. Money is not going to flow based on their timeline mm -hmm. till February 2024. Huh. <laughs> so we're talking now, money's not going to flow for at least 12 to 14 months. You can't run that. Like there's that is, no way you can run your. Business yeah, like that, that is completely a side table thing. Hey, you put that in. If it comes, great. But we got to focus on operations. Yeah, and golly, can you imagine? Like that. That plays into the factor because you can't just focus on that. And and then you'd have to hope and pray like, please bring the thing. Yes, let, yes. let it come sooner than February twenty fourth. So like, I'm I'm glad you said every other Wednesday you you do a search because I have seen that before where you posted it. So people, you guys have to tune in on the Wednesdays, <laughs> and you do it on IG Live. Or no, Zoom? actually, it's on Zoom. So Zoom. Okay, sorry, ask sorry. Questions. Yeah. And when you have that you're actually putting in the, the effort to help folks. And I think that's one key. And that's another key for trust because in the community, you know how our community love doesn't really trust folks. Well, and that's where sharing notes comes in because we don't trust because everybody's holding their stuff close to their chest. Mm -hmm. And I remember when we got one of our biggest grants through the federal government, it was for a million dollars over four years. Yeah. And that next month, I did the million dollar grant blueprint. And mm -hmm. we said, here is the thing that we submitted. Like, yeah. Everybody gather around because this, what we wrote, it worked. Yeah. And that's where, I mean, over the last five years, mm -hmm. no other nonprofit that has gotten money through a grant that I've seen has said, mm -hmm. hey, here's how we did it. So that's where we have to shift to say, look at what works this is the language that they're looking for now template man like whatever it's, you're going after if this thing can help you yeah. here here you go like, like take the information i'm giving it to you exactly. what more do you want <laughs> and do you find yeah. do you find that with the blueprint um and people actually follow it how much success do do they receive yeah, well, that's where it's difficult because it's not the same grant that they're going after. True, so we true. have so many people now that just by coming to the sessions, yes. they apply for grants that they wouldn't have applied for before. Good. They're successful. People that now feel more confident writing their own grants because what happens is you use a template. Mm -hmm. Now you write out everything that's in your head about your yes. project. Yes. You finish your work plan. You finish your budget. Now that's done. That becomes your own blueprint. So mm -hmm. any grant that you see, you're like, boom, okay, 80% of the questions are going to be similar. So I just <laughs> cut and paste it in. Now the funder's looking for some specific items or specific language or mm. specific outcome. Now I can customize it and you're done. Instead of it taking you like focused Ages. two days of work, <laughs> yeah, half a day and you got <sighs> it in. So that shift allows you to now apply for more grants because they're not as tedious. And as even that's before. where it's good to work with 
a grant writer or a company like Empowered Forex, they help people with their grant writing because now that takes that stress off your plate so you can focus on what you're doing, your business, mm -hmm. and the grants, at least the research is happening, the writing is happening, and that's where you want to start just overseeing it. And that's when it's good to have like teamwork, like other people that are doing stuff or even collaborations, because like if if you didn't if they didn't find you and realize oh yeah maybe I should have a grant writer and stuff and then have either a grant writer or, or empowered forex and all that good stuff like how else will you your business grow right like you actually need a team <laughs> when it comes to that it's it's very essential and we do have questions and I I know in, in StreamYard, you have the questions, you can see them, but it's all good. Um, Charmaine uh, was like, we need to, we need to build, building this mindset in children's schools and at home. Also persons who have virtued into other careers outside of the traditional lawyer, doctor, etc., should share those stories more to get others motivated and empowered um, that we can follow. And I agree. And that's why like I try to have as many people on that's able to share their story because like even even hearing the story with detailed detailing nights that it was bankrupt and you're able to um re revamp it I was like why Johnny <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. you know a just because you've hit that spot it doesn't mean it's a failure but it's a lesson and then you're able to, you know, kick, kick arse <laughs> and all that good stuff. Well, I guess as you invited me to this show and it's like the things I wish I knew about money, that was one of the big things that came as I'm thinking to myself, okay, if Camille asked me this question, what am I going to say? <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's learning that bankruptcy isn't the, um, oh man, like to me, that was the ultimate failure. Like in my mindset, then it's like, okay, I yeah. started a business, but mm -hmm. if that thing fails and goes bankrupt, and that's kind of how it's portrayed in the media. It's like, oh, that's like the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. So that put me in like a serious depression where I felt I failed and I told my, like my family was part of the investing in it and everything was connected mm -hmm. and it yeah. becomes a part of you. And then you feel like you failed so many people. Yeah how can I even show my face now? Because that was, I was the face of DK. Yeah. It was my wife that really told me, you know, a lot of the things that you've built and that you've learned, mm -hmm. you still have that IP in your mind. So that idea, it was the, the bankruptcy is actually a failure of the idea. It's mm -hmm. not a failure of Ryan or it's not a failure of you. So now exactly. bankruptcy is a tool that you use to almost reset yourself so that you can take, hey, what you've learned mm -hmm. and try again. And that's where I was talking about friends that I have in other communities where I'll yeah. just come up with an idea, go get money for it. If it works, it doesn't work. They bankrupt <laughs> it and move on. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to get that crazy because <laughs> I don't know who has the heart to just be running companies like that. No, it's too much. It's too much. Right? <laughs> like, but it's it's mm. not being too locked into our ideas. Yes. It's definitely our baby. Hey, you start your business. Yeah. You have to under be able to analyze it and say like, is this thing working? 
or do I need to shift and shifting to something completely different is usually tough, but Mm -hmm. adjusting it so that it's more optimal definitely can happen. That's where resources and expertise, putting that around you, people can see it from a different perspective and help you make that adjustment instead of trying to do it by yourself. Yeah. And that is ideal that you were able to overcome that. And, and, you know, cause especially I know you have your, I noticed I have your last name in it and that's oh, yeah. really, <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It was like locked in. Like, yo, like this, no, is this is my baby. <laughs> yeah. So that totally makes sense. Cause yes. I, I noticed I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. And then you have the knighthood academy which yes. is again so it's like <laughs> other babies like forming like under umbrella and all that good stuff and hmm in a in a sense if someone's watching this and i think you you mentioned it already like with that failure or or a setback i call it a setback mm-hmm. What is a great way for other entrepreneurs to analyze those setbacks and how to push forward? Is it like sitting down, like you basically sat down and and analyze your life? Okay, it could go this way, it could go that way, or like the friend, like how would you say would be the ideal way? Ooh, and that's where I, I think about this often because Mm -hmm. I know coming out of the bankruptcy, there's things that it locks you out of. So purchasing Mm -hmm. a home was very difficult because that was kind of looming over, like a cloud kind of over everything. So if I was to do it over, would I have gone that same route? Things that come to mind, instead of personal bankruptcy, do the business bankruptcy, or Mm -hmm. just kind of grind through it instead of doing the proposal or bankruptcy and just work with creditors and say, listen, I didn't realize you can negotiate with the CRA. That was something that true, because they're back, yeah. you just feel like yes, this is too much. But the, what I learned from the whole process is as long as you answer their phone calls and talk to them, they will listen to you mm. and they will figure stuff out. It's when you don't answer ignore. Your that's when things can really hit the fan and hey bank accounts get frozen they start like sending those red envelope letters so Mm. talk to cra don't be intimidated by government and even with the advocacy work that we do with acbn Mm. understanding that your local mp is somebody that represents you and you can talk to them they're not on this pedestal sure they have nice titles they're you know, representatives of the entire community, like wherever they their area is, yeah. but they are human beings that are not above a phone call with the, your, their constituents. So the way that we view CRA, we only really hear about the negative things. We don't hear about how to engage with CRA in a positive way. True, All true. them just to have conversations about your business and be like, hey, yeah. this is what I'm thinking. Uh, when should I go uh, get HST? How often should I um, report my HST? How often should I report my payroll? Mm-hmm. They're there to answer these questions. And, and I mean, you don't like some of them. Right? 
like, if you actually want to talk to somebody with life, yeah, talk to CRA because it's more <laughs> just monotone. But find somebody mm-hmm. to talk about money. This is why your podcast is so powerful because these conversations need to happen. Yeah. And we have myths and mystique of different concepts of money that keep us from doing things. So if we don't feel that we can engage with CRA, as soon as we miss one payment, we feel they're coming for our house. It's like, mm-hmm. no, no, call them back, see what's going on. Or make read a the letter. <laughs> and yeah, keep to your promise, keep to your commitment and whatever you arrange with them. Exactly. So that's the same thing we try to teach uh, from the foundation is a lot of elements for your business. And I know yeah. one of the questions was around um, complications about businesses getting access to capital. Mm-hmm. It's because we do think too small. A lot of times we only think about what we can execute with what yes. we have. So if I look at how I'm going to grow the business, it's yeah. based on one, how much profits I can save and then get equipment or do marketing that I need instead of thinking, how can I leverage capital that's available to me whether it's bank loan, investment from angels or VC, and then use now a bigger pool of money to really supercharge what I'm doing. Yeah. And that is scary. It is. The other route. Yeah. And you're right. I, I I don't even think people think about private, I'm going to call, no, angel investors. Like that's, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I think I learned about them recently when I was watching Earn Your Leisure. I was like, voila, voila, voila. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what and, are they talking about? <laughs> right? And, and I think that's a great way of like learning like, yes. like podcasts like that or just reading mm-hmm. books like different ways. There was a book that I saw recently. I was listening to another podcast and they were just, um, I think Black is the New Rich. Um, they were talking about instead of even building your own business, Mm -hmm. um, just buying an old business. Right. It's already set up. You see? And those are things that, who talks to us about that? So you only hear of like massive mergers and acquisitions and uh, Rogers is buying Shaw, like, oh, whoa, 20 billion. No, no. On a small scale, you can go into a plaza, uh, talk to a business owner, or the. I think I, I actually might have been watching, listening to that same podcast where it talked about they had a platform that people could put their business on there that are available for sale. Yes. Platforms like that, you'd see. Actually, even Kijiji, I know people put on there that their businesses are for sale. So that. And there's specific financing. I know the BDC has financing to help people buy businesses. So these are things that exist that just kind of flow right by us. And we have no idea, but people are utilizing them every day. And I feel like that's even easier than like having a business plan. Like I always say this, and I think I've mentioned it before. Like if you want to start a business, Mm -hmm. you need to go to a like a mentorship you need a program you have you have to go do this program before you can start your business because you have to know that uh, having all these caps all these caps and stuff (laughs) it's hard (laughs) 
it's not 100%. easy. Yes. It's hard, like the marketing, the accounting, the sales, the operations, like, and and I, I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer, but I always tell people, I'm like, if you, I think you just need to have a game plan, go to something where you're able to learn these things before you, you jump in the deep end. Without a, without a life jacket of the deep end. Yes. <laughs> and it's so you're aware too. We were talking with Sheridan College about creating curriculum that makes Black entrepreneurs aware of what they're getting into. Because, yeah. for example, we deal with the banks. You don't know how the banks are going to treat you until you get in there. Mm-hmm. So if you're unprepared, that, the, the, it doesn't go very well. So, <laughs> We want it to go well. So if a person, like you said, if you don't go through some sort of training, mentorship, everything you do is by trial and error. I remember the first time I went to cash a check over 10,000 and the way the bank treated me was like, I was a criminal. I was like, I thought this was supposed to be an exciting time, yet I feel worse leaving this place than I did coming in. But then now what I know is certain questions are going to be asked. So mm-hmm. as long as you have the answers to those questions, you yeah. open your binder and you say, yeah. here you go, here you go, here you go. And they'll be like, oh, oh. Thank you very much. Okay. Yes. Okay, Mr. Knight. I, I see <laughs> you're you. well prepared. <laughs> and done is done, you know? So mm-hmm. these are just, um, it's, it's, Steps. it's experience. Like, and, the blue, and the blueprint, right? Um, it's just, but it takes others like ourselves to find people and to reach out and, and share those stories. Because without knowing them, but people also have to seek for them as well. Like I'm, yes. I'm a person that I, I want to learn as much as I can. I, I mean, there's a lot of overload um, knowledge sometimes, but I mean, it, at least if you know the basic and you keep learning, you're 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 bound to be successful in all that good stuff right that the people are very willing to Mm. share when they're asked it's Mm. you're not going to find people a lot of times just sharing willy-nilly so when i say that a lot we don't share notes is because there's not people actively out there just saying like this is what i'm doing Mm -hmm. here is the game plan you typically have to call somebody and say hey I have some questions and people are very receptive to that and wanting to help out when a person asks them for advice. So sure. that type of mentoring and engagement, is definitely, we do that well. I feel like in the community, we'll definitely answer people's calls. That's, and, and I think someone was talking about the MPs. I need to know my MP. And how do you find that out? I, I feel like you just, Google like the the area that you're in and then you'll be able to find the MP. And they actually, cause cause Andre and I spoke to um, I'm gonna say North Brampton um, MP. And she was just like, just send us a letter. We we don't yeah. bite. <laughs> just that, send a letter. Really yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, we could just write to y'all like that. <laughs> okay. Yes. And it's interesting that it was her that you were talking to because mm-hmm. I remember emailing and calling each of the offices in Brampton and Ruby was the first one to say, hey, yeah, have time, come and meet. So being able, that's what opened my eyes. Like, oh, 
like she wants to meet who I thought that they're like untouchable I thought they're you can't even get a, a phone call back kind of thing but no they're will and after that I've been able to meet with more MPs just to introduce myself <laughs> we can't expect government to just know what we're doing and on top of that we should know what the mandates are for the government when we look at all the ministers and those offices have mandate letters. Yeah. If you can see something in their mandate letter that you can actually help with, mm -hmm. they want to hear from you. Like they want to succeed with whatever the prime minister's- They want to keep, they want to <laughs> build their- mm -hmm. so they get mm -hmm. a mandate letter and they don't execute those things, it's not going to look good because that's firepower for the opposition. So if you can say like, hey, I saw that you need to work on youth unemployment. That is something that I'm very passionate about. Here's what I do. If this can be of service, let's talk more. Yeah. Get the conversation that's going. And they're very open to that. I see, see, that's, and uh, King says, yes, Google your ward. Um, Jacqueline said, I almost, oh gosh, I had the same experience. I believe she was talking about uh, the bank. <laughs> Oh, yes. That is rude. It, it is rude, but obviously yes. we know why they're uh, treating us so. But once we show that we're organized and well put with, with the um, business plan and everything, then they're like, dang, we do want your they, money. You still. Take away the firepower <laughs> because that's, you, that's what they use against us. Mm -hmm. There's been nobody to train us the procedures of the bank. So typically our parents were going in there just to deposit a check and withdraw money. Yeah, so now yeah. when we're going as business owners to say like, hey, we need capital, that whole process, exactly like you said, there needs to be training before you start a business to say, these are things that you're going to encounter. This is how you, go, this is the process so mm -hmm. that you're prepared. You can't just go in, like, this is warfare. <laughs> like business- you can't is, go in blind. <laughs> yeah, that you can't grow like that. Like yeah. that or, is just- Or it takes longer. And I admit it, it does take longer. Like I know there's, and I, I'm, I'm guilty for it as well. Like, no, I want to do it my way. I don't right. care if it takes long, I just want, like, I just, you know, you want to, it's your baby. So you feel like, no, I want to see my baby grow as, as it shall. And if it takes right. longer, fine. But- but at the same time, there is resources, mentorship, um, collaborations that you can do to help it grow just as, a little bit faster, you know, give, give your baby some milk. Solid <laughs> spreading out the stress. When you collaborate with others, oh. I know like my team at ACBN, there's yes. times when I'm ready to quit on an event. And then people pick you up. They're like, no, don't worry. I just, we'll get it done. When it's, when it's just you, as soon as you have those downtimes, mm. everything pauses. Mm. And you have to figure out how to re-energize yourself to get back going. So when you have that supportive ecosystem, yes. it'll definitely keep the machine operating when you're doing your dip. Yeah. So you have other people like, oh, nope, nope. We saw the dip. No, yes. let's lift you back up and yes. all that good stuff and I know we spoke about the bankruptcy but I, I'm pretty sure there's other things there's like three other things that you wish you knew about personal finance like when you're, you're younger and all that good stuff and I'm, I'm that might be another topic or like uh, uh, <laughs> an extended type of thing later after 
because <laughs> I, I really do want to hear about the difference of personal and business bankruptcy, but that'll be right. like extra, extra thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what was the three things you wish you knew about uh, personal finance when you were younger? So, I know you're not too old. <laughs> I just turned 40, so I wear that badge. I wear that badge. Um, so I remember the, well, the first well-paying job I ever got was when I was working with my dad. He worked at a, a steel company. And when I got that first check, it was mm. like $400. And I remember I used to be a paper boy. So you used to get check like five, $6. this chunk of money and hey with no fault to my parents they gave me the the leeway to kind of do as I wanted Mm -hmm. I wish I knew how to carve it up properly so that investments were being made um, savings were being made and I could spend a little bit of it Mm -hmm. I don't know how much money I made at that place all of it's gone (laughs) So I, it cannot be accounted for. So, but then the next job I got, again, yes. I remember learning, okay, bump in pay. Now checks are bigger. And I started putting away, I think it was like 500 every paycheck because there was nothing for me to pay. I was living at home. So okay. I was like, okay, let me put this away. But then I spent it on a sports car. So maybe that wasn't the best idea because that it was sucking money out in a, uh, uh, every a, high schooler i knew that drove mm, <laughs> mm, the honda civic the car it up <laughs> and it's, it's a whole thing and i blame fast and the furious <laughs> <laughs> like every, turned everybody into a drag racer so this is where yeah. this introduction of and but i also wish i was humble enough to take direction because I was a quite high ego inflated high schooler. So mm-hmm. I don't even know if I would have listened. Mm-hmm. But if somebody came into class and said, you know what, today we're learning about stocks. By the end of the day, you're going to own your own stock. And then that I could kind of grow from it. Things like that were not introduced early enough. And I remember having this conversation with one of my detailers because yeah. they wanted to buy a $20,000 car. And I was like, listen, first of all, you don't earn enough to buy to my- carry that pain. But he qualified for the loan. This is where I was like, yo, who's going to give you this car? So that's a whole another issue. That whole car industry and over leveraging people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With this car, he's gonna, I was like, find a car four to 6,000 reliable. I'll introduce you to my mechanic. You use this car until you can get to that next level and then get a a better car. Like those are conversations that nobody had with me, you know, where to say, Hey, between the two options, put the $20,000 one away and let's keep, cause I did have a proper decent car, but Mm. it was like, and the first car, my Toyota Corolla, I love that. Car. So actually, I need to change my uh, secret word. Uh, what's it? the questions that they asked? <laughs> it's like, what was the first make of your car? And now I cannot use that one. I just let it flip. <laughs> He's just joking. He meant Honda Civic, y'all. <laughs> so that car, I should have 
I kind of jumped. I went from hey an '89 Corolla to a 2000 Acura Integra. It's like no, no. There's there's stepping stones to stuff, yeah. and the extra money that you could have been saving, you'd be further ahead. So mm-hmm. being humble to take that information, yes. I wish I had that. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like obviously, you know, when we're in our teens and our twenties, we just want to. Oh, who knows if we'll see tomorrow? But mm-hmm. it is we will see tomorrow right well if you you do the right things but you will see tomorrow and I this is like another discussion I want to talk about because like in a different thing is I I don't know how to reach all youths to be able to say hey hey you see them Jordans you guys are standing in line for and all them things you know, you can, like, if you just save your money, put it into stocks, make a bill, and then you can get the shoes and stuff. Like, you're young. <laughs> you know how long you have? I saw a great post that said, instead of paying $3.99 for the first iPhone, if you put $3.99 into Apple stocks, you would have today $281,000. But here's the thing, when we're dealing with our youth, now they don't have the phone. So between then and now, mm-hmm. their life would be so miserable because they don't have an iPhone. You can't <laughs> talk to them about stocks. <laughs> what you can talk about is, hey, that 399, mm-hmm. let's increase your earnings. So start a business, earn double that. So now you have 798, half of it should go to uh, buying your phone and mm-hmm. other half buy the stock of the thing that you the brands that you like exactly I'm starting to talk to my daughter about I was like what mm-hmm. are the things that you like and after we wrote the book together let's oh, use some yes. of that money to buy the stock of the company instead mm-hmm. of just buying the thing I love that I love that for you um because oh, why I, I could have put your author and everything like I <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I told y'all yeah, he's a basketball trade. Yes. Oh no, because oh. of my background. Mm. Oh, we saw it a little bit. There we go. Boom. Jazz and dead. Mm. See, so, and that's like generational wealth at its finest. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. you're, you're not only are are you part of it, but your daughter's part of it. So mm. royalties. And um, did you say three or did you say only two? Two. So my daughter, Jasmine, she's 10. And then Christian, he is seven. Okay. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. The three things that you wish you knew. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think humble, <laughs> stay humble, um, learn how to allocate the money. the money. Yes. And I think, yeah, I think that was two. Do you have another one just in case? Ah, good question. Because I know I the first one was realizing that bankruptcy isn't a failure. Okay, that you know what? Wish I knew. Well, so that could be your third <laughs> one. That we will bring that back and all that great greatness. And I feel like someone did ask a question, which would have been my my last or a couple questions is, 
what is ACBN going to be doing or going to do differently in 2023 than that they thought that they were going to do from their business plan? Well, that's a good question still. Thank you, Tim. Because yeah, <laughs> um, I feel 2022 was a filtering year for me. Mm -hmm. well, everything that we were doing, you know, mm -hmm. coming out of pandemic a lot of things started happening and you feel like oh you can do so much more yeah they realize okay what things actually move us forward mm. and what is busy work so 2023 is now taking all the good things that give us energy and really can move the work that we do forward and yes. focusing on those nice. so the thing that we do is helping people get investment ready so mm. when we talk about hey all this different types of capital that's out there being prepared for it. We hear a lot about anti-Black racism. I was a part of a lot of the conversations with the banks to say like, hey, there's systemic barriers that are mm -hmm. keeping Black entrepreneurs from getting capital. But now when they say, okay, we're going to open the door, yeah. businesses need to be ready because they're not opening the door and reducing their, um, their quality or their expectations. Mm -hmm. So if the door opens, and this is what we're actually seeing, they create these Black entrepreneur programs. Yeah. They say, hey, the money's available, but low quality applications are coming through. So 25% are good and will go through, yeah. but 75% are still declined. And they feel like, yo, this thing, I thought it was built for me. Why am I still getting declined? Yeah. It's because everything goes through this mystic underwriter that you never meet, you, <laughs> yes. you don't care what the program is called. It yeah. can be fairy tale lollipops and sugar plum fairies loan. When it gets to the underwriter's desk, yeah. it's all about risk. So if your business doesn't show that you're not high risk, mm -hmm. it's gonna be declined. So this is now on ACBN to yes. say we need to lean into how do we make businesses higher quality, and yes. prepared for these conversations with entities that they're getting money from. So that's one. The other one is trying not to do too many events. I'm not a person that likes events, but it always feels like we end up doing a lot of events. <laughs> like you see, oh, nobody's doing this type of event, so let's do it. Yeah. So now it's more partnering with okay. other organizations that do events already. Yes. So, like but you had some big timers, huh? Which one? Well, Who's that? Um, the last. Oh my gosh, the one where Andre was on, and then he. Oh, there he is. I was trying to remember his name. Um, Doctor George Fraser. Fraser, oh, yes, oh, and he's that? gonna be back in ah, nice. person this February. Ooh. So February twenty fourth. Okay. Mark your calendar. The symposium. We actually just locked him in, so he's coming up to Canada. This I think might be the first time he's back in Canada since at least for a few years. Omg, because he I remember watching that. I was like, oh man, that's still pinned to our Facebook. I was like, oh my gosh, like he is just giving straight fire. So and then he's. Hold on, February 24th? Hold on. Let me make yes, sure. Yes. We <laughs> Let me put it in my calendar, yes? So that will be back at uh, Sheridan College. So we're going to be okay. doing it again over the 24th and 25th. Okay. So yeah, he's our keynote to kick it all off. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, the second day, uh, mm -hmm. Brian Duarte that runs Black Tech Capital. Nice. So you black focused venture capital firms he's been making headway he focuses a lot on clean tech but does also invest in other black businesses okay so want to get you investment ready yes and introduce you to the money mm, see you are doing big things in 2023 what <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm glad and are there any so i even though you said you're not into event planning as, as you <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Yes. It seems like you guys are doing big things, but is there any other well, avenues? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we are part of the Black entrepreneurship ecosystem. So we're funded through the federal government and we do the Black entrepreneurship ecosystem conference. So okay. in June, we're going to be doing that conference again. Nice. But what I wanted to focus on is being that glue between all these organizations. Mm. There's at least 40 organizations that are across Canada do this work for Black entrepreneurs. Now, when we say ecosystem, mm. we need to define these things for ourselves. We can't just use words and go by, because everybody has a different version of their own definition for words. And this came up too, when we keep hearing about unity, unity this, unity that, the Black community needs to unite. But that's where unity even had different meanings to different people. So we did a campaign out through Derek Fagan and DF Media Productions and funded by Sheridan College to interview business organization leaders yeah. to get their definition of unity. To say like, what does that mean to you? so that we can actually understand what it means to unite. So I wanna really lean into seeing all the nodes, like mapping the system and then understanding how to connect us all. Because to me, that's the win. The win yes. isn't the money in the program, it's us working together. Exactly, and knowing all of the, the great stuff, that that's, that is you doing big, I told you, don't, I told you before, you're 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 a celebrity. I know I right. I know I tell Dr. Vibe he's a celebrity, but I think you're the real celebrity. Right. Shh, don't tell him. I am I, if anything, I'm a celebrity in training. I, I I have to work up to that for sure. Oh no, you're doing big things and I appreciate it. Like I'm I'm glad that uh a little setback with with your first business grew to this opportunity to be like no i i need for us to i need to like share this information because what's the point of me having it all when other races share the information unite together and look how far they are i know it's taking us a, a little longer but i think we're in the right like steps like there's people in the states there's people in Canada and we just we, we also need to go back to like you know Jamaica or the other Caribbeans and even back to the motherland just to to unite as well because we are stronger together than and it's possible that's mm -hmm. a big thing I love uh me some Les Brown motivational speaker and every other morning that one of his um, uh, recordings I listened to, it says, mm -hmm. you might not be able to say you can do it, mm -hmm. but you can say it's possible. 
that drives me because you'll talk about hey we need to unite it's international we should be touching base with africa and the caribbean and the u.s and you feel like oh it's too much yeah it, it is possible and because we know it's possible we do what we can and then you pass on the baton so exactly. you're not gonna figure it all out within our lifetime but mm. this is an infinity game we think too <laughs> short term mm -hmm. we have to know generations our history is more than the past 400 years where we had a hiccup it's mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of years that now we can catch up again and that's really why they're holding us down is because they know what we're capable of so when mm -hmm. we realize what we're capable of there's no stopping us it's, it's just we're gonna just plow through and everything right None. that's <laughs> geez and and ryan how can the folks find you you know Yes. Hey guys he's a celebrity <laughs> but how can they find you because um yes. obviously everyone's gonna be there february 24th oh man, no, <laughs> i'm telling you if you don't know first of all if you don't know who dr george frazier is google that uh -huh. binge uh -huh. at least four to five of his videos and then get your ticket because it's early bird tickets until the end of january so for the two days, it's only $45. Otherwise it goes up to 75. So get it now before it goes up. And also- Let me Google it right now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so being able to uh, meet with him in person to ask questions. I don't, and this is where I'm hoping he'll stay for the day yeah. because hey, he's traveling. So I'm yeah. hoping just, we're gonna see how we can have time to ask questions. Mm. He has that blueprint of how to network within the Black community and amplify each other. Yes. If you watch his video, he has um, one of the most prolific uh, conferences, the Power Networking Conference that he does. Yeah. We, uh, I think this one coming up is in Texas mm -hmm. for 2023. These are things that we should be going as a group to really meet with other like-minded business professionals in the Black community to learn from, network with, make those connections. So, hey, if this is the first time you're gonna hear him speak, be there in person because yes, you won't be disappointed. And I'm not even lying. Like I, the way I was just recording, <laughs> I'm like everyone, like my friends on WhatsApp were like, oh my gosh, why is she recording? I'm like, shh, y'all need yeah, yeah. to hear this. <laughs> He's preaching to the choir and all that good yeah. stuff. So yes. like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, so what I'm going to do yeah. is in the right, show notes. You're saying how people get a contact yeah. with you? Yeah, and I'll I'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah. Um, so they'll be able to, to connect and all that great stuff. So the best way is to go to our website, uh, acbncanada.com. Because that website, you can actually fill out our business needs assessment. And it takes like five minutes. And really that triggers a phone call with somebody from ACBN. If you did want to meet with me, Camille, I'll share with you my uh, calendar link. And okay. then people can just book time into my calendar mm -hmm. and ask me questions. Typically people ask about funding. So I love to find like what types of capital out there and help people understand what fits for them. So if you have questions about capital, app funding, and getting money for your business, definitely link me up.
Ryan, it's it's been an amazing episode. Really? Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna tell. Uh, we're not gonna hurt Doctor Vibes or Doctor Vibes' feelings. <laughs> but no, 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 for real. Like this yeah. is such an inspiration because um, I just learned more and, and all that good stuff. And I'm pretty sure the the chat is going crazy. <laughs> I haven't seen the chat like this ever. I'm like, oh my gosh, multitasking and stuff. So it's 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 amazing. Like most of the chat. Um, uh Jacqueline was like legacy when it came to the book um she asked what about face uh Wayne Palmer said know your straw man um facts 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 the win is us working together um yes. each one teach one and and all that good stuff that's so true let's connect and you know yes yes I'm telling you the celebrities <laughs> <laughs> And to quickly answer the question about FACE Coalition, so that's one of the other options for getting uh, loans. So the Black Entrepreneurship Loan Program is delivered through FACE. Again, they were overwhelmed with how many applications came in, so it did take them time to go through the backlog. But what they're seeing coming out of it is there's the cream of the crop, 10 to 15% that their business plans and everything's in order. The other 85% need support and coaching. Need so support. that's where ACBN and these ecosystem organizations, we have to now work with these entrepreneurs to mm -hmm. get their applications up to the quality needed to get past the underwriter. Do not be fooled by the name of these loan programs. If it's called Black Entrepreneurship Loan Program, you still have to deal with the underwriter that is looking at your plan and if they don't understand it and it looks high risk, it mm. will be declined. So mm. work with us, put pressure on our organizations to work with you to get your stuff high quality to make sure that you're successful. Golly, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And, you know, I, I know you know Andre as well, and he isn't with us today, but, you know, we, we still represent him and all that good stuff and and once again i just want to thank you for for coming by like i literally it, it's funny because i was like oh my gosh i don't know what i'm gonna talk about today or like last week i was like i don't know what i'm gonna talk hold on let me look up my google forms to see if anyone responded oh, and i was like oh <laughs> like oh praise job <laughs> i was so happy i was like Oh, this yes. actually works. Thank heaven. So it yeah. it was amazing that I looked. It was honestly the universe is just trying to bless me since it was trying to mash me up before. <laughs> so I really appreciate you you coming through and all that good stuff. And I hope all oh, folks um, you know, make sure you tell a friend that you love them and all that stuff. And then ooh. We have the sorry. I just I almost I was I was trying to remember it before the calendars. I still have calendars from Frequency uh, Event Promotions. So if anyone wants one, you have to make a comment uh, after the episode, <laughs> so you'll be able to to get a a calendar. I still have a few, um, or I have a good amount, but yeah, I'm here to you know give the give the world some some options on different entrepreneurs in in Toronto because we have enough there's yes. so much of us so and one all thing that I did want to leave your viewers with is mm -hmm. um, 
we didn't get to talk about how we're expanding DK and then. Oh yes, yes. No, license. you had to, you gotta switch. So you gotta switch the uh, <laughs> photo and tell them. <laughs> yes. So how we're expanding across Canada and into the U.S. is through licensing. So what I'm doing is actually documenting my journey on the Business Lunch podcast on Tuesdays. So at lunchtime, tune in. It'll be on YouTube, the ACBN YouTube, where I'm bringing in experts to talk about the best ways to license and expand. We've expanded a bit in the GTA, but now we want to test licensing our brand and our services and our process in across Canada and into the U.S. And as I mentioned, we've been talking with South Africa, some organizations there to expand. So the goal, my big vision is to have my flag planted in every country around the world where it makes sense. I mean, if they have to drive cars and have people that want to clean them, but yes. So this is the first leg of this journey of international global domination. So join me 12.15 on Tuesdays. Listen, folks, there are no excuses anymore. Because Ryan literally, Ryan just like gave y'all a list of things and he's sharing it for free. Yes. Make sure you guys look at his calendar link, y'all. <laughs> yes, yes, yo, don't sleep on that. Because people, I, and I do apologize, people call me and mm-hmm. I'm really trying to be purposeful about my time in 2023. So when I'm with my kids, I do not answer my phone. If I'm with my wife, I do not answer my phone. If I put time in the calendar for family time, I am literally on family time. And I need an autoresponder that says, click here to book in my calendar. Yes. I I 100% feel you on that one. I I also have (laughs) to do that. It's it's just like, you know, boundaries and um, people being aware that, yes, we have a business, but... We, we, we need some me time, family time, yeah. and, and all that good stuff. So when I see a call, I'm like, do we have a scheduled call right now? <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it, man. It, 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 yeah, it can get so overwhelming. And the amount of calls that we used to get daily in 2022, it's <sighs> not energy wise it's not yes. sustainable so True. yeah I'm trying to get better at that so it's not that i'm ignoring people it's mm. we just need to find a time that is beneficial for both of us and <laughs> and respecting the um the system that you have i was gonna say workflow but i don't know if that's the right word um but like process, if you have yeah. a, the process yes the follow yeah. the process that you have to contact because if you see in my emails i do have to schedule an appointment right. it's right there <laughs> but yeah. i think i had to put it in bold because i don't <laughs> think people see it or like the in first response thing. yes yeah like or right after blessings <laughs> uh. here schedule you want to talk? Yes. <laughs> and all that stuff. I but yeah, I, I'm glad we, we talked about that as well. <laughs> but yes, folks, uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and make sure you follow Ryan and February 24th, 25th. Boom. Yeah. That's all. I'm, I, I don't want to hear any more excuses, okay? <laughs> and all that. And folks, on that note, we're going to end with Andre's tune as usual. Just let me make sure I'm not struggling as I usually do. 
but I think I got it this time. Boom, bam, bam. Uh, oh, mm, hold on. That's very interesting. You know what? I'm just going to play it and then it's going to find it. Oh, I don't even see it. Hold on. Because I only hear it, but I don't think you guys can hear it. Yeah, it's very low. It's very low? Ah, the good old, good old. I now it should work. Let me make sure it works. Yeah, I, as I told you, I, I sometimes I feel like I'm tech savvy, and then it there you go, boom. Yes, financial literacy knowledge is a most so link the flip boss watch the result flash and watch your life change and feel a better cause you have a business or a plan and want to make it yeah flip and floss are they want to manifest it yeah and if you want to better manage all your credit call the boss flip and floss no doubt then we do it yeah flip and floss money literacy boss yeah greatness in our blood because we're working for your cost mm -hmm. flip and floss money literacy boss yeah boots up your knowledge for your minimal cost hey yeah flip and floss money literacy boss greatness in our blood because you're working for your cars mm, flip and floss money literacy boss yeah up up your knowledge for your minimal cost